We are on to Cincinnati on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. I bring in my guy, Adam Rank from NFL Network. All the fantasy football tips you need. Also, a lot of betting advice and a Bengals genius in the house as we go down and get ready for Browns versus Bengals right now on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. Sick, sick. All right, everybody. Go time. We're on to Cincinnati. We're going. Let's do this. I will. Who woke up feeling dangerous? I'm old Baker. I'm an old Baker. Okay. Not with the team anymore. I felt good for the guy. Okay. I, I felt good. Baker, a little redeemer when dumping on for over a year. What a partly his own doing, whatever. Good for Baker. Got me a little revved up. Got me a little less out of the doom and gloom feel here. This is a must win. Look, with the Rams victory, with Baker leading the Rams over the Raiders, the Raiders pretty much done when it comes to five and eight. You just got knocked off one of your wild card rivals. So there's a chance, but you have to go down and do something really tough. And that's beat the Bengals. And fans say, oh, you know, oh, they got their number. Okay, well, you have their number until you don't. So we're going to find out. And I'm going to go down to Cincinnati in just a few minutes, bring in Bengals genius. But before that, it will be our three downs to a Browns victory. Later on, Adam Rank from NFL Network. So get in your fantasy football questions now. We're going to have our sick picks. Try to win you some money as well for NFL Week 14. And we will keep rolling also hey one more thing too from betfred sports our buddies at betfred sportsbook guess what if you can get down to cincinnati they are giving away browns versus Bengals tickets all you do is go to betfredsports.com slash ohio slash andy mcnamara the link is right there in the show description your pre-register takes literally 20 seconds pre-register have a chance to win tickets to this sunday's game pretty cool I'll have another giveaway as well to tell you about later in the show but three downs to a browns victory folks first down same pass rush combo for Kevin Stefanski as last week. You had Deshaun Watson throw the ball 22 times. Now, we didn't want him throwing any more times with the ball going in the dirt. But you had on the other side, 38 total rushes. Most importantly, 17 carries by Nick Chubb, 9 from Kareem Hunt, 7 from Deshaun Watson himself. So you keep with that close run-pass ratio. Don't get pass happy, Stefanski. You did well last week with it. You stayed within yourself. You didn't overextend Deshaun Watson. I think if you keep Watson to under 30 passes in this game, that means things are going well. You're feeding, and Nick Chubb especially, who's never ran for less than 100 yards versus the Bengals, gets the job done. Second down, get Miles Garrett rolling early and often. Joe Burrows pretty much has admitted that Miles Garrett lives in his head, right? And if you look at what he's been able to do and rattle Burrow, intercepted in on the first series in each of his last three games versus the Browns. And for Garrett, overall, last four games versus Cincy, six sacks, four additional QB hits, two forced fumbles, pass deflection that led to an interception, and a partridge in a pear tree. It's all about Miles Garrett. And if I'm Joe Woods, key here, move Miles Garrett around. Move him around. Get him looking. Get him thinking. Where is Miles Garrett? That's what you have to have with Joe Burrow. Is he in the middle? And Joe Woods, again, last game, Started moving. Finally, I've been calling for that for weeks. Finally started moving Miles Garrett around a little bit on that line. Over center. On the edge. Left end. Right end. Keep him going, especially early on again. Get Joe Burrow thinking, where is Miles Garrett? Track him. Don't have him in the same spot 
and maybe you can get to him early and start rattling. That is key because we know if Joe Burrow gets going, very hard to stop with all the weapons around him. And third down, stop the run. Stop the run in past games. Zach Taylor has not run the ball nearly enough. But last couple games for Cincinnati, we saw that pass run ratio start to close a little bit. Still very pass heavy, but Joe Mixon's coming back off concussion. P. Ryan's look real good in relief. And we know what this Browns team, if you're right in the middle, they're not stopping you. So Joe Burrow has to scheme to that. You have to, while not also having to sell out for the run or for the pass, right? That's that's the other part. You, you, you try to stack the box. Okay, Joe Burrow will pick you apart. So that's the that's the angle that you have to look at. You have to look at how do you slow down that run with a fresh Joe Mixon and Sam P. Ryan? Because if you let them become truly two-dimensional and don't force them to one side of the ball, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. So this is my three downs to a Browns victory. Let me know yours in the comment section. Give us a follow at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns on Twitter, on Instagram at AndyMCSports. Click notifications, click subscribe. All right, let's go down to Cincinnati right now. He is an, a betting expert. We'll get to some of the sick picks with him a little bit later on. But he's also a Bengals encyclopedia, Bengals genius host of the Cincy Corner and the Bengals genius show. How you doing, brother? Looking good. I'm fantastic, man. Great to be here. I'm fired up, ready to go in deep on this game here. Let's go. Let's go. This is a, a such a fun rivalry. And I don't know about you, but like when it comes to like the, the Ravens and the Steelers, those are I, I just hate those teams so much. And and they're they're just aggressive, angry games. And not to say I want the Bengals to win at all, because I don't, but it just feels like I can have, I don't know, it's just a bit more enjoyable. Like, let's let's see. Let's you know what these two cousins and two family members from the Paul Brown case. Put the gloves on. Let's go. Better man come out with it. Yeah. You know, it's like we're the little brothers, both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, the Ravens, Steelers, they got quite a few Super Bowls and we're sitting around. And I was looking, thinking back on the 80s, you know, I was tortured by Joe Montana. You guys were tortured by John Elway. So we're kind of, like you said, we're kind of related. And uh, for some reason, we just, Joe Burrow just can't get over this Cleveland Brown hump. I can't figure it out. <laughs> this is it's a, a obviously a big problem. He said Miles Garrett is a big factor with him. Now he has the shoulder issue as well, but has been playing through it. Um, I think to me, one of the factors for the Bengals to be successful is have a good start. Like I mentioned off the top, last three series, first series of the game, Joe Burrow's been intercepted. You go down and score a touchdown. I think that can just scoot away a lot of those jitters. Oh man, I, I had to do a deep dive on this to figure out what the problem is. You know, so came up with. So for the Joe Burrow's averaging 46 attempts against the Browns in the four games and only 19 and a half rushing for the team. If they flip those numbers around, that that's the way to go here because I don't know what it is. I don't know why they get so aggressive, but last year that pick six on that that was horrible. That's tone. This this year, I believe it was a tip that got us on that drive. But yeah, the turnovers are killing us. And of course, Nick Chubb. With those leg presses of his, you know, he's a, <laughs> he, he's a machine. He's a machine as well. He is. But but for the Bengals side, you get Joe Mixon back off concussion. Sam Piran's been remarkable. The, the fantasy football mind goes to, I, you know, I had Sam Piran did pretty well for me. A couple of my fantasy football teams. It now becomes, and with that run-pass combo, obvious, I think it's obvious it's going to be always pass-heavy. But with that ratio getting a little bit more towards the run at times, that's got to be the way to go. Use those weapons, right? Doesn't that make sense? A hundred percent. They just got a pound it, pound it, pound it. The offensive line's been finally coming together. They're yeah. gelling. Our rematch with the Steelers went way better than the first week. 
even though they got them amazing defensive ends. Uh, and, of course, Miles Garrett. I mean, that's the formula in the AFC North to beat the Bengals is beat the crap out of Joe, force him into passing situations, and that's it. So we got to just run, run, run the ball. And hopefully this is the first time Joe's playing the Browns in December, and he seems like he's tuned in right now. He's, he's focused, yeah. dialed in, ready to go. Yeah, he seems re- he, he seems real good. You got Jamar Chase, another game back. Now, Jamar Chase has also struggled against the Browns. Denzel Ward has had his number, so that's another fun uh, head-to-head combo to sort of watch the Ward-Chase battle. Um, but when you look at at this this team and the, the mentality and where they're, they're headed, they seem to, yeah, really be in that groove. Um, what would a win against the Browns mean to the Bengals? Is that that last bit of confidence that's like, okay, nothing else. We, we can beat Patrick Mahomes. We got this. You know, this jinx Ball off. Let's go. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is nothing. He's nothing for us. Yeah. Out of here. It, yeah. It's the Browns <laughs> five headed monster of them studs like Jacoby Brissett, Baker Mayfield. You know, we'll see what old low Sean Watson can do coming up, <laughs> coming up Sunday. Oh, poor Deshaun. <laughs> I like that low Sean Watson. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> you know, not poor Deshaun. He did it to himself. That's his doing. We'll see how he better not be throwing balls in the dirt. I'll tell you that. That's that's because also for the Bengals. Uh, some players that were not there on Halloween night, DJ readers there. I believe you got another defensive player or two back in there that are uh, being real difference makers. DJ readers should without a doubt be a, a, a pro bowler. I don't know what's going on there, but he is a huge impact player for us. And Jermaine Pratt, he's going, he's taking his game to another level. He's been uh, over 90 PFF rating for the last couple games. Mm-hmm. And he's really turning a corner Wilson and uh, Cam Taylor Britt. Our rookie out of Nebraska has stepped in for a woozy, and he's doing unbelievable. Yeah. And he, Eli Apple, I don't, he didn't even give up a pass last week against the Chiefs, so it it's all coming together. But I'm not gonna, I'm not kidding. I, this game means more to me than the Chief game. Wow. Because, yeah, because I know we could beat the Chiefs. I'm mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this Cleveland Brown <laughs> thing is driving me crazy. I don't. <laughs> We we you know we beat the bejesus out of the Steelers, uh, the Ravens before, but not the Browns. And I so to me this game is is huge. It's everything. So we get this game, and it's gonna be. I do expect us to go to the Super Bowl this year, but this game to me is gonna be the thing that propels us the rest of the way. And for the Browns, they need to keep winning, right? You win this, you're six and seven. You lose, you're five and eight. You're you're pretty much out. Injury update as well. Uh, Amari Cooper injured his hip in Thursday's practice did not practice Friday. So he is listed as questionable on an already really thin Browns receiver court. David and Joko expected to play, but limited. So that just something to keep in mind might be a, a little bit of an easier day when it comes to anybody outside the running backs for Cincy. What was that name again of that, uh, the tight end to keep an eye out for, for the Browns. I was going to say, you know what? Hey, Bengals genius. Let's get to, let's throw up the sick picks. We'll get to some picks and prop plays right now. Let's go. It's time for sick picks. Pharaoh Brown. I love the segue, brother. Professional broadcasters here. Let's go. <laughs> uh, here, So here's the prop. I looked it up again. Pharaoh Brown, anytime touchdown, plus 800. I, he played with Deshaun in Houston. He's really the only receiver that he has any connection with recently coming in that he's thrown touchdowns to. And it was some ridiculous ratio where it was Pharaoh Brown and he would catch a touchdown and that would probably be it for the game. So, you know, he has an illness. So as long as he plays, um, I think that's that's a, a smart little play. A plus 800, why not? 
Oh, absolutely. And nothing's more of a security blanket to a quarterback than a tight end. You know, one they're familiar with, they're just, they just got that little groove going instantly. So I, I love that one. Yeah, I'll be taking a look at that. Uh, for the Bengals, I like T. Higgins to get a touchdown. Mm. And Joe Mixon, they got to get him back in the groove. His last full game, he had five touchdowns. Oh, my. Yes. Right. Historic fantasy day. My goodness. You're right. Yeah. I played against him that day, of course. Ooh. You know, <laughs> yeah. but. Yeah. But, yeah, T. Higgins, he had a touchdown last time they played the Browns. And I, I'm looking at him and Boyd because they really seem to go out of their way to, to take away Chase. But for yep. touchdown scores, I like those guys. And uh, I got to tell you this, uh, Professor Kyle Hunter, that's my my main man, he taught me this, and I, I tried out last night at work, is when you're doing these uh, prop bets, you know, if you're taking the same game parlays, the under is, is really the, the way to focus. Okay. When you look at these guys, yeah. So I hit on a nice eight eight uh, players last night, so that was nice. Oh, yeah, there you four, go. So go on the under, though. So go on the under. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Hey, well, there you go. That's why you tune in, folks, right? It's beautiful. <laughs> Plus, how about this? Plus 300 for an anytime Deshaun Watson touchdown. Like, I could see if they don't want him to throw the ball too much with his legs. He's at the two, you know, two, three-yard line. He could scamper in. That's not bad. You know, plus 300. Don't throw. Use your, use your legs. Play fake the hunt and roll the other way. Yeah, whatever it takes to get in there. You know, could be. Uh, any other uh, props or plays on this uh, particular game? Do you, what do you think of the over-under? Uh, now, actually, the line, I believe, if I'm looking at Betfred Sportsbook correctly right now, it's about five and a half. I think it's gone down from six from the other night. Where are you at with the uh, with the spread there? All right, the score from my calculation is going to be 27-23 Bengals. With that being said, so I like the over, and I'm not, I, I can't bet on the Browns. But I'm sure not betting against them again. I love man, I took such a beating on that Monday night game. I was so positive we were winning that game. I bet it three times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, throw another hundred on it. Oh, this is no problem. A comeback. And I third quarter, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Great. Browns plus 200 to win straight. Win straight up. You know, I, I know you can't bet on it. That's you know, just just fandom. That's why I can't bet against the Browns. Yeah. You know, it, it's b- bad mojo, right? So it's uh, <laughs> the prop plays are the way to go. Um, for a couple other games, this is one just looking at NFL Week 14 overall. And maybe I'm missing. Tell me if I'm missing something. The Detroit Lions are a lot of fun. Dan Campbell likes biting kneecaps. He's cutting wrestling promos. I dig it. You know, they're, they're feisty. They're exciting. But to be one, two and a half point favorites over the 10 and two Vikings, might be a fake 10 and two, but it's 10 and two. And the Vikings for straight up to win on the money line plus 110 am i missing something is that just not like why would i not take a chance on the vikings when the lions have done nothing but really prove like okay you pop once in a while but you can't count on them can you i know for a fact the slogan in in detroit is never bet on or against the lions if you bet on the lions on this game you will be saying what was i thinking betting against the 10 and 2 vikings on this game but they have turned it up a, a notch the deep the one thing I am hearing around the league is they are one of the most physical teams out there. I mean, they did invest heavily. If I'm not mistaken, they're the number one. Uh, they have the most money spent on offense in the NFL. Well, with Jared Goff's contract. Yeah, yeah. So, and they're, yeah. They, they put a lot of money in that offensive line, so they're looking to ground and beat the crap out of you. I know that when they played the first time, Minnesota did beat them. But the Lions did hang in there close. Are you going to put, put anything on this game? I think – you know what? 
Yeah, I think I got to do Minnesota. Like that's and you know what? You're totally right. The, the, Detroit's winning by ten. It's and I'm gonna hate myself, but I <laughs> plus one. T- I think I got to go Minnesota. I just division game is always you know you can always be a little uh, wonky with it, but I, I'm I'm gonna go plus one ten Minnesota. Any other week fourteen picks, bets, games jump out to you? You know, I, I'm liking the Texans and the sixteen and a half points, and I know they have nothing there, but I think. Dallas could have a letdown, and these games are so hard when you see a, a team that bad as the Texans. But that that's a lot of points, you a know. Lot. Yeah, you're talking about they can muster up a field goal, and Dallas is looking ahead a little bit, or just not even really. You know, they're hanging out at the club the night before. You know, I, I, I like them, and uh, this one's a little surprising, but I'm gonna ride with these guys. The uh, the Titans uh, okay. minus four over the Jags. Tennessee was really good against the spread. They've dropped the last two. But I think they really need to get back on track after losing the last two weeks the way they have. They really got humiliated last week against the Eagles. I was surprised to see that. So I think uh, they'll get back on track there. And they need to get, I like Derrick Henry too for a possible two touchdowns. What about last one for you? Um, Ravens at Steelers, AFC North battle on the other side. Tyler Huntley in for Lamar Jackson. And, you know, he can use his leg. You don't have to really change that offense too much because. Lamar's not that great of a passer anyway. I don't care what the stats say, but Huntley's not even as good as that. He can run Steelers. Kenny Pickett, uh, baby hand uh, Pickett isn't scaring anybody, uh, but the defenses are good. So where, where the over under I'm seeing right set at 36 and a half in the Steelers two point favorites. Man, I'm hoping I'm hoping for the Steelers for this one for obvious reasons. It looks like it's going to be a sloppy game. I got to go towards the under for that. Yeah, but but yeah, I think Huntley's a better passer than Lamar all day. Um, I'm hoping Lamar, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy that he is in this position where he passed up all that money. And it's, it's really, it's the same thing every year, right? You yeah. get towards December and it's like, Oh, what's going on? They start falling off. The injuries start adding up. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping for the Steelers, but I definitely going to go with the under on this one. Yeah. That one's just screaming. Um, I think two, nine and a half points at chiefs and Broncos. You just saw them with the Bengals. What do you think? The chiefs got to turn it up. Don't they put the boots? I think so. Yeah. I think I think statement game, right? Russell's done cooking. He's out of the kitchen. What and Kelsey looked just just devastated last week on the sidelines. That's going to be some bad news. I, I think he's yeah. a, another multi touchdown threat this week yeah. too. I think I think Chiefs to cover. I like it. All right, brother. Hey, tell people where they can find you. You do great work. We love the betting and insight as well. Awesome, man. I'm I'm uh, with the uh, Kyle Hunter. We host the Cincy Corner, and of course, I got my own show, the Cincinnati Bengal Genius Show, and. Uh, the U.S. Gamblers, another one I'm on, yep. and we're all together working, of course, with Betfred Sports, our good friend. Huh? Love it, man. I got to get down to Cincinnati for a game and make the hop over the river to go to Kentucky for the Bourbon Trail, too. That's on my one, list. Just do me one favor is beat the Ravens next week for us, all right? We got it, baby. We got it. Absolutely. Right, good seeing you guys. Let's go. Thank you so all much. We'll day. talk to you later. All right. There he is, Bengals genius. Follow him for if you want to see more Bengals insight. But also, like you said, works with our buddies at the U.S. Gambler and Betfred Sportsbook. And guys, hey, you can pop it right up on the screen there. Bet Fred Sports, Bet Fred Sportsbook, legalized online sportsman coming to Ohio, folks. January first, it's almost here. It's almost here. So if you're a Browns fan, if you live in Ohio, this is the perfect time to pre-register. Why? Well, you get exclusive pre-registering bonuses, and you're entered to win weekly prizes, such as two free tickets to this week's Browns versus Bengals game. In Cincinnati, how do you qualify? Takes 20 seconds. I'm not kidding. You go to it takes longer to type in or click the uh, uh, address. 
than to actually register. Betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara. You can see how to spell my name if you don't know McNamara right there. It's betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara. Pre-register quick. They're going to be picking the winner, uh, I believe, Friday night or early Saturday. So keep track of your, uh, your email. You pop in your email, boom, you're off to go. And you're registering. There's going to be more weekly prizes as we go. So make sure you're in there and ready. Lots of fun with our buddies at Bedfred Sports. Okay. Hey, coming up next from the NFL Network, we go to the cream of the crop, brother. When it comes to fantasy football, our guy, Adam Rank. We'll get to our fantasy football picks. Get your questions in on the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. Okay, people, it's time. NFL Week 14 is here. Approaching the end of the fantasy football regular season, getting ready for playoffs. There's questions. I can feel the nervousness from people on social media. What do I do? You're second guessing yourself. Don't worry, people. Got you covered because I have right now the man himself, the Adam Rank from NFL Network. And, of course, the sick podcast with Adam Rank. Adam, how are you doing? Well, first of all, Sammy's going to be upset with you that you didn't put the sick podcast as number one. As number one. And Fantasy Island and all that stuff. And then, oh, yeah, the the NFL Network, of course. But – the sick podcast, Chicago. So for, for anybody out there who doesn't know this, uh, I do a Chicago Bears podcast. And if you're a Bears fan, you should check it out. And it, it's a great mix because if you're a Bears fan, it's great. But also the fantasy football knowledge you get there with Fantasy Island. So it's that nice sort of blend, right? Yeah. Li- yeah. You know, it's been funny because ever since Justin Fields, after that New England game, has really taken off as a fantasy asset. People now want to come in and talk a lot of Justin Fields. And I'm like, well, you can come to the show. Uh, I'm not going to give it away to you for free out here. But um, it's right. So it's been cool. Like, it's so crazy. I meant to talk about this on my own podcast, but I'm going to talk about it here. Okay. Uh, I was talking to one of our editors. And I forget which team it is. It's the Bears opponent in two weeks where I'm like, yeah, they play a lot of tough offenses like this, like Kansas City, the Bears. Like, It's just fun to talk <laughs> about top offenses. But really, it's just one guy. It's It's Chase. Or not Chase Claypool. It's not Chase. Yeah, it's Chase Claypool. Sure. Uh, Justin Fields and, of course, David Montgomery. Yeah, well, for Justin Fields, and Adam, this is, I think, a lesson to everybody. If you can improve the coaching, you don't have to write off a young quarterback just like that. No, he's terrible. Wipe him from the earth. No, we saw the better quarterback play. We saw, oh, God forbid, working with the QB's talents and bringing him along. And to me, right now, I see Justin Fields on that same trajectory possibly as a Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's what we thought about coming into the season, which is why in our podcast this week, the best we did a lot of the best and worst of the Bears season so far at the bye week, you know, the kind of time you take a little reflection. And and it's funny because uh, Brandon Chagru and I were both like, yeah, like as surprised as people are, we're both like, no, this is kind of like, we kind of figured he was going to be great. Like we all, like I loved Justin Fields going back to his time at Ohio State. Yeah. And I thought for sure, like honestly, I, could, I thought he was the number one guy. Like, coming in, I'm like, I think he's the number one guy. Justin Fields is my dude. I know that everybody loves uh, Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and I don't fault Jacksonville for taking him. But of all the quarterbacks, my number one guy was Justin Fields. And I even – I went back and looked at one of my my mock draft article. I had the Lions taking him. I was like, the Lions should take Justin Fields. That was my – because I don't do a mock draft. I do recommendations. Right. And so I tell people, and I'm like, well – I go, I knew that I knew like the the Jags were in love with Trevor Lawrence. The Lions were in love, or not the Lions, the Jets were in love with Zach Wilson. So you're like, there's no use talking to you. Uh, it felt like the 49ers really liked Mac Jones, but got off that. 
Mm-hmm. And then when I was looking at the Lions, I'm like, you know what? If Justin Fields is still around, like I anticipate him being, like you guys should take him. And uh, people thought I was an idiot. Like, you don't know anything. <laughs> you shouldn't talk about football. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. right. But at the same time, he ended up being uh, pretty good. Yeah. Now look at it. Now look at you, right? Yeah. Now look at you. Now look at you. Where where does Justin Fields go? Let's Let's look ahead. Next year's rankings, quarterbacks, drafts. Where are we putting Justin Fields? Where are we, you know, I think underneath that upper, upper echelon types of uh, the Mahomes, the Allens type of deal. But yeah, is he in that next tier? I would absolutely say so. I would take him above Dak Prescott. I would take him above Lamar. Like I know a lot of people will compare him to Lamar. And I'm like, I like Lamar Jackson. I think he's a very good quarterback, but I think Justin's a better passer. I don't think that, I don't think Justin Fields gets enough credit for how good he can pass the football. Now, we yeah. saw last week against Green Bay, they really kept him in the pocket. They didn't have as many designed runs. They didn't shy away from it because if he's out on the field, you have to have some designed runs because it opens up your entire offense. But his big touchdown run wasn't a design, and I think we find that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of his big runs are because, like, well, some things fell apart for the opposing defense, and Justin takes advantage of it. I think what we'll hopefully see, and this is what Brendan Chagru and I, again, talked about this uh, this week on the SICK podcast with Adam Rank. We talked about we want to see him developing more as a passer. And even to the point of, like, if you make interceptions and you do things like that incorrect, that's fine. Like, we're not – we're just now, like, learn. Like, learn from it. I had just a group of students – yeah, I had a group of students here at the NFL Network on Wednesday, and I, they were being talked to by the guy who operates the gym oper- – the gym – and he was saying, listen, he's like, mistakes are good. When you're this young, mistakes are good because that's something that you learn from. And we also have seen Justin make some mistakes that he hasn't repeated, which is a great sign. So now you look at it, you know, even that interception, the the critical one, not the one at the, at the end of the game, but the one when they were driving for the potential go-ahead score. You know, I sat down with a current NFL quarterback and I go, let's go through this play. And he's like, yeah, there's three high, there's three low. He's like, Justin makes the right read here because he looks to the side with the linebacker. He goes, the only thing was, he's like, Jair Alexander jumped the route. And then, of course, I wanted to throw ESB under the bus. And he's like, well, you could, but, you know, sometimes I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not giving Jair Alexander any credit. But, you know, but he was making the right reads and he was making the right progressions. And sometimes if you throw interceptions, you're going to throw interceptions. It's okay. Uh, Just go out there and just start developing that game and, you know, recognizing stuff. So I think it's all positive. So for me, outside of, of Allen, Patrick Mahomes, I think maybe Herbert, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I I don't know. I think like top five for me, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody and somebody will be like, Rank's an idiot. He forgot. And I'm like, you're right. I did forget <laughs> that guy, but I would put him ahead. I think two has been really good, but I think Justin, because of his running ability, puts yeah. him in that category where it's like, he's sort of uh, a different version of, um, of uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, and and like again, him and Jalen Hurts, that same type underrated passer. Uh, Jalen Hurts, there's another good one. You know, right under in that that area. So listen, Adam, I, I assume we're we're making Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, number one play this week, right? For the for my Not Browns, even. let's go, let's go. Huh? Nope, I'm gonna avoid that situation. I know Amari Cooper jumped up on the injury yeah, report. Hit. What was it? Did he practice? He so he uh, got injured. He hurt his hip Thursday's practice. Today's report said he did not practice. But when reporters talked to him, he is ex- he Amari Cooper said he expects to play. So take okay. that for what it's worth. Yeah, when they hold you out of practice though on Friday, not even like letting you be limited, that always concerns me. Yeah, I mean it's not a, it's not a, an absolute. 
But I was thinking about this because somebody was asking me, I have a question about him or Raheem Mostert. I would still take Amari Cooper because I think Amari Cooper is one of these players who I don't like benching at all. Mm-hmm. I remember earlier this year, what was it? Was it a Monday night game? It was a Monday, it was a primetime game that the Browns were playing. And somebody was like, yeah, I would probably bench Amari Cooper. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like Amari Cooper should never be benched. I, I think Amari Cooper makes every quarterback that he plays with much better. He's a great route runner. Oh, that's the one thing that can, that's what, that's the one thing that concerns me with a hip injury is how does it affect him when he's doing his routes and everything like that? And I hope Cleveland does the right thing. But then when you say a sentence, like, I hope Cleveland does the right thing, then I think you got to throw everything out the window. You can't, you can't make Amen. them like even, even Mike, even the Miz is out there wearing Rams jerseys. Like Damn what's it, going Miz. on? Damn it, Miz. No, no. How about, how about Baker? Woke up feeling, I had a rep, I had a rep our boy. Cause Adam, you know what? Baker Mayfield may be a jerk, but damn it. He was our jerk. He was my, my jerk. Isn't he popular? Like I heard, this is what I heard from somebody with the, within the Carolina organization is that everybody loved him. Like hmm. everybody from the top of the board down through the equipment manager, people just like Baker Mayfield, but sometimes he gets a little too full of himself. Yes. And things like that happen, which is fine. I mean, you're an NFL quarterback. You should have a little bit of confidence. He goes to the Rams and last night, Thursday night after his huge win, he's out clubbing and people are making fun of him. Like, what is, oh, he hasn't learned his lesson. You're like, should he not celebrate? Like, what do you want? Like, just go grind film. Like, Hey, I know that you just won a huge game in prime time over the Raiders, a playoff contender. You kind of essentially knocked them out of the playoff yeah. race. Um, go home. That's not what the Rams do. No. The Rams, the Rams over-celebrate everything. Like, <laughs> the reason they played so they, – they're playing so poorly this year, part of the reason is, like, I don't recall ever seeing a team celebrate a championship quite like the Rams have. Like, they were everywhere, every party – Sean McVay had the Lombardi at his wedding. Like there was so much stuff going on and I get it when you're Tom Brady and you've done this and it's your seventh Super Bowl, and you want to go out and get crazy. Like, okay, I got, I've seen enough. You've, you've earned enough credit with us that you can go out and do those kind of things. The Rams. I'm like, this was a one-time situation and there's the the NFL is full of teams that go one and done. Mm -hmm. And so if I were you, I might've reined it in a little bit, but I'm not going to fault. Baker Mayfield for going out and celebrating this win. Now what happens the next time he goes out, have a little bit more decorum, have a little right. bit more respect, be humble, accept it. Like that, that's always one of the things you hear too. Like whenever a team clinches a playoff or, or anything like that, or just watch baseball. Like anytime those guys win, like, Hey, you won the wild. You, you want at least like baseball. Like if you qualify for a playoff berth, you celebrate. If you win the division, then you celebrate again. Mm-hmm. Then you go and you win that that first round. Celebrate. Whatever that like, is. That's all celebration. So I yeah. feel like it's one of those things like celebrate tonight. Now, even though you're probably hungover, start <laughs> watching some film. Start. Right. Get in start, on it. Yeah. But last night was fine. I'm okay with that it. That was fun. That that was a ton of fun. couple more quick ones for you, Adam. NFL week 14, like we said, people, this is playoff, getting crunch time, final seedings, trying to make it, trying to get whatever and get ready. Um, where are, is there any waiver wire pickups you're really looking at here? Start like one interesting, not waiver wire, but um, I think from the Bengals Browns game standpoint, I'm getting a lot of questions in about like, do I play Joe Burrow, which sounds bananas, but he's been so snake bitten in the four games against the Browns. Miles Garrett lives rent free in his head. His last three games on the first series, he's thrown interceptions when he's played the Browns. Yeah. Anything that's weird like that. You know what? I know. I just got a question about 
It was Joe Burrow and Kirk Cousins. And so while you're saying that about Joe Burrow, and it's absolutely correct, how many times have we watched Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff get pumped up? And everybody's talking about this game like it's going to be 70 total points, maybe 80. Like if there <laughs> is ever a game, yeah. Like if you have to ask me, what do you trust more? Kirk Cousins coming through or Joe Burrow coming through? I would go with Joe Burrow, even though he has not done well traditionally against the Cleveland Browns. I still have more trust in Joe Burrow than I would. I think that when you look at the quarterback situation now, obviously Justin Fields is going to be out. Lamar Jackson's likely going to be mm-hmm. out. Well, I do love Goff. He might be available to you. This late in the week, he might have already been picked up. Ryan Tannehill's got a great matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars over the yes. last couple of weeks. Teams that have faced the Jaguars have had their best offensive production, if not the season, then in a long stretch. He's good. The only the only thing that scares me there, Derrick Henry has destroyed Jacksonville during the course of his career. 14 rushing touchdowns in 11 games. I would also say, who else do we like? Sam Darnold. Weirdly enough, if Ooh. you need a quarterback, okay, Sam Darnold. I think Carolina goes to Seattle and upsets them this week. Sam Darnold wow. is a pretty good option. I also like Tyler Huntley. I think Tyler Huntley is very good with the legs. Right? Yeah, with I the like legs. Him. You know what? That's a he. He gives you the equivalent of a passing touchdown in every game that he plays because he'll rush for forty yards. And by the way, you should be playing in leagues where you get six points for passing touchdowns because then it kind of it kind of levels the playing field if you don't have a quarterback who runs that much. But again, it's part of the strategy. Right. Know, know your scoring situation. Because I I lost in my league of record because I forgot that my friends draft quarterbacks. Like they'll draft two quarterbacks in the first three rounds in a in a peep in a half point PPR league with no super flex. Really? No, we need a good quarterback. And the idiot who has Josh Allen is good. The rest of his team sucks. But because of the way the <laughs> scoring system works out for the quarterback. You have to have a good quarterback to survive. But yeah. for most people, for most mortals, um, I like those quarterbacks. I don't even hate Brock Purdy. I think that he's a he's an El Diablo play. Like if mm-hmm. you're going waiver wire hot sauce, you got to go El Diablo. But again, like I think he's got some ability. And then uh, at some point, too, you got to take a look at Desmond Ritter. See how he – remember, Marcus Mariota. I like him coming Fire out, him. Adam. I liked him coming out, man. So if you've been playing Marcus Mariota over the last couple of weeks, it, you might have. Uh, go ahead and pick him up. So those are the guys that we're kind of looking at right now. But uh, I also want to note that Jared Goff, uh, the Vikings have allowed the most passing yards per game this season. The Cowboys running backs, I will tell you this, the Houston Texans have allowed what? The most rushing yards per game this season. I will tell you, the Texans have not allowed a top 15 running back in each of the last three weeks. Now, obviously, if you're in a, a... a traditional season-long football league. There's no way you're benching Tony Pollard. There's no way you're benching Ezekiel Elliott. But if you're putting together a daily fantasy league, like if you're playing underdog fantasy, which, by the way, underdog fantasy is a great way to play fantasy football, use the code SICK, and you can add up to 100 bucks. They'll match your deposit up to 100 bucks. Are you sponsored nice. by them, too? Am I doing the wrong? I, pop, pop it in there, baby. Let's go. Go with underdog. The wrong read? I, listen, nah, go with underdog. Why not? It's all good. Listen, that's what I do. All family, uh, brother. It's all good. Pump Who else up. do we have? Uh, we like Joe Mixon. We like Amon yeah. Ross, St. Brown, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have allowed the fourth most receiving yards to tight ends this season. On the other side, Chig Okonkwo. Okonkwo. He is a great option, too. He has been the Titans' leading receiver over the last couple of weeks. I want to make it mm. Anello and Sammy happy. Uh, some of the guys we're avoiding. We don't like Tom Brady this week. No. Uh, we, You know what's funny is I know that 
the Cincinnati Bengals have allowed the fewest receiving yards to wide receivers this season. If Amari Cooper is going, he is going for you. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who you might have picked up over the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, great player. I love Donovan Peoples-Jones' game. I really do. Uh, This matchup might be a little bit tough for him if you have other options, but I love his game. I think he's a solid player. Yeah, Adam, I'll say this. For people looking forward for next year, either drafts, dynasty, whatever, get your shares of Donovan Peoples-Jones because with elite quarterback play, which Deshaun Watson hopefully will rise to and get back to, he becomes, to me, the number one. Amari Cooper will slide to two. That guy makes a tough catch every single stinking game. Every game, he makes Mm -hmm. an elite play, and we saw him run back a 76-yard punt return touchdown. Guy's an athletic freak. He's amazing. 100%. I think there's a lot of upside there. Adam, listen, man. Okay, hey, we got your NFL Network. Uh, you're on Monday to Friday. Of course, more importantly, the SIG podcast with Adam Rank. Tell people again where they can find you. See you. Uh, Tuesday nights, uh, we'll do Take It to the Rank. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's all Bears talk, though, so unfortunately. But if you just want to hang out with us, we still yeah. have good people. Uh, we have Carmen <laughs> Vitale, um, Ryan Dangle of the Chi- Chi-Town Bear Down Chicago podcast. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, he's going to join us. As well, that's 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, on Fridays, we drop an episode of the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. This week's episode features Brendan Chagru. Uh, We do a best and worst of the Bears season so far with a look forward as to what's going on. But, of course, you know, the great thing about these podcasts is that we're just getting started. You know, because as we move into the offseason, I know the Browns are going to have their things to look forward to. And, like, what are we going to do? What's the offense going to yeah. look like? Who's Who are we bringing back? Who are we not bringing back? Same thing with the Bears. You know, we're, we're trending right now to being the number two overall selection. So there'll be so much to talk about during the offseason. So get in right now, sign up, subscribe, and do all that stuff. And all the great fantasy football talk that you need. Adam, always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right, there he is, Adam Rank. Sick podcast with Adam Rank and on the NFL Network. There you go, people. How about that? Some NFL Fantasy Week 14. You got any other questions that didn't get answered? You can hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns. Use hashtag AskAndy. We'll get to questions in there. Betting tips, too, from our buddies at Betfred Sportsbook. Remember, folks, you want to win, potentially, two tickets to Browns versus Bengals betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara. And that's just one price. They're going to have weekly prizes you'll be entered to automatically just by pre-registering. It takes 20 seconds. That's it. And you get an exclusive bonus. Betfredsports.com slash Ohio slash Andy McNamara. Get those questions in. Uh, again, Amari Cooper for Browns and Fantasy. Track that with that hip. He says he can play, but you know it might not be up to him. I would try to avoid most receivers when it comes to the Browns because it's really just Donovan Peoples-Jones. Get David Bell a little banged up. Demetrius Felton's going to play. No. Uh, I think really you go Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and until I see Deshaun Watson not throw balls into the dirt and start looking like a proper starting quarterback, I can't really even trust David Njoku. Now, you probably don't have much choices if Njoku. You're not getting anybody from the waiver wire, right? You can have, like, guys, Dallas Goddard, has been out injured for, what, four or five weeks? And he's still the number six tight end overall. That's how bad the tight end group is, all right? So keep that in mind. Um, that <laughs> You might have to play David Njoku regardless. Anyway, thank you so much to the great Adam Rank for coming on, to Bengals Genius. Get those questions in again on Twitter. Let me know your score prediction. I think Browns take it 32-28, and they keep the dance going. They stay in the head 
of Joe Burrow. I want to know your prediction. Leave them in the comment section below. Hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMCSports on Instagram. Click the notification bell. Click subscribe here. And we will see you hopefully on a Victory Tuesday show on the Sick Podcast with Andy Matinara. Go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.